2015. My name is Joel Tillis. It is a rainy Tuesday afternoon here where I am. I hope that it is a beautiful sunny day wherever and whenever you're tuning in and listening to the podcast. My name is Joel Tillis. You're listening to The Soul Trap. Thank you so very much for taking the time to listen, to tune in, and uh, to experience The Soul Trap. We appreciate it. And uh, we hope that you'll pass it on and uh, tell other people about it. And hopefully they'll enjoy it as well. Did a parallel universe open up? There's a lot of stuff going on in the news. A lot of things that are on the radar screen. Some of them more important than others. But sometimes the more uh, headlines there are, sometimes things kind of slip through the cracks. Well, I think something happened in China that at the very least is very, very interesting. And at the very most might be very, very supernatural and spiritual. Did a parallel universe open up? Hundreds are reported to have seen a floating city, and some have even filmed it in the skies above China. Chinese TV news reports have told how that thousands of residents in two areas, not one, in two areas separated by miles reported separately seeing a huge city form in the skies, in the clouds. News reports state the following. Onlookers, some who are said to have videoed the bizarre event, were said to be mesmerized as a towering city of skyscrapers appeared from the clouds. First, thousands reportedly saw a ghostly alien city floating over Foshan in the Guangdong province of China. A few days later, people in the province of Zhengzi, China, also reported seeing a similar cloud city. Now, at first, when I caught wind of this on some news sites, I didn't pay it a whole lot of attention because I didn't go see the video. But if you have the opportunity, before you even listen to the rest of this podcast, you need to pause it and go pull up the video on YouTube. It's stunning. All things being equal, it is one of the most amazing and truthfully, one of the most convincing videos and pictures I have ever seen. Of course, it could be and it may be in the future proved to be a hoax. There is no doubt that our minds and eyes can play tricks on us. But if it is, it's very hard to see how that could be, especially when this has taken place in two different locations with a very large set of onlookers and witnesses seeing it in the exact same way and with the exact same optical interpretation. If it's not a hoax, then there's always the chance that it could be some sort of mirage. But if it's not a mirage, if it's not a trick of the mind on the eye, then what are we seeing? What did they see in the clouds? The question can't help be asked by those of us that are interested in this sort of thing. Were they peering into another world? Is another world, another dimension, making itself more known to our limited dimensional senses and perception? Or... Is it a projection, a hologram, a delusion and deception created by a governmental entity 
and intentional deception perpetrated upon the people in those areas along the realms of the famed Project Bluebeam. Many weather experts have tried to explain the phenomenon that they witnessed on the video as a mirage, an optical illusion called Fata Morgana. Fata Morgana can be seen on land or sea, and it often involves the optical distortion and inversion of distant objects, such as boats, which can appear as skyscrapers, because the images become layered, or as some say, stacked. When rays of light bend as they pass through air, of different temperatures, such as in a heat haze, so to say, something you would say out, see out in the desert. Others are suggesting that it is also possible, considering China's technological achievements, that a holographic technology was tested over a heavily populated area in an effort to gauge the public reaction. In other words, it was some sort of a Project Bluebeam beta test, a dry run. Some are saying that the recent spate of sightings could not be coincidence, and floating cities could be apparitions from tests of the latest Project Bluebeam technology to see how residents of a city would react to such a sighting. Now, you might be wondering, what in the world is Project Bluebeam? Well, Project Bluebeam is a theory that claims that NASA will institute an Illuminati satanic-based New World Order agenda under the authority of the Antichrist by using holographic image projection technology to, stim to simulate the second coming of Christ, or maybe even more secular, to simulate a space alien invasion of Earth. Regardless of whatever mechanism they choose, the machine and the technology will be used to further the New World Order's agenda and global control. Now, the theory was originated by a guy named Sergei Monast, who predicted in the 1980s that NASA would implement the project by 2000. Although he had predicted initially that the project would be implemented in 1983 and later shifted the date to 1996. So while we might have a problem with his date setting, the question is, is there such a project as Bluebeam? Some say this is what we're seeing take place in China and in other locations around the world. A dry run of the technology, a tweaking of the technology, so to say. But there is something else. If it's not a hoax, if it's not a misinterpretation, if it's not some sort of agenda put forth by the government to manipulate the sights and sounds which are so easily manipulated... The question remains, could we be seeing the opening phases of a transference, a transition, per se, from a grid of reality we have known to a grid of reality clearly spoken of throughout the Bible that we have not known? Is it possible that we have operated so long in a sort of self-induced normal, that we could not imagine a world of radical and fundamental different parameters of reality. We might have a hard time wrapping our mind around that, but make no mistake about it, that world is coming. And in fact, one of the biblical signs of the very end is that there will be a large body of people who claim things, reality, 
the primary rubric through which we interpret reality, all things remain the same. That's what they'll say. They'll say, don't worry about that stuff. For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they are. You guys are just being a little bit too conspiratorial. You're being a little bit too imagination. You've got a little bit too much activity in your, in your conspiracy thought. But the truth of the matter is... They're just echoing and parroting what the Bible says will be a large body of people's message at the end. Things do not remain the same from age to age, from dispensation to dispensation. And if you believe the Bible, we are heading for tectonic shifts in our perception of reality. The video, albeit brief, is truly amazing and fascinating. And as I said just a moment ago, there are a myriad of ideas about what caused or what nature these sightings are taking place in China. One report states, quote, notice the group of buildings is repeated three times. If it isn't somebody making it on their computer, it seriously could be Project Bluebeam, end quote. Another report from the Paranormal Crucible says, we may have witnessed a temporal vortex, a possible parallel universe materializing briefly into our own reality. It is also possible, considering China's technological achievement, that a top-secret holographic technology was tested over a heavily populated area in an effort to gauge public reaction to the crisis. End quote. As we usually do, we, we tend to think that these cases are isolated, abnormal, Right? I mean, strange and interestingly unexplainable, but easily brushed aside. However, this event has happened before. Recently, in the villages of the Baki state in Africa, there was a city and an event sighted in Nigeria. The place was a border village called Dulali in Lanzai South Ward, Duranzo local government of the Baki state in Nigeria. There was a man who saw it, a village who saw it, officials who saw it. I quote from the report. A hot tea brewer in the village just finished his morning prayer at the mosque and was stoking up the local stove for his day's work. Suddenly, he became aware of a pervading bright light enveloping the atmosphere, followed by a sudden realization that the heavens were falling on the village. As he looked up at the encroaching sky, he saw the most amazing view of his 40 years' existence. According to him, there appeared a wide, large mass of something that looked like a cloud from nowhere, and it was flying slowly over the village, just at the height of an average tree. The cloud was transparent, and he said that he saw tall buildings inside it with what appeared to be roads and traffic of human beings of some kind. It was like a flying city. And from it, he said, he could hear the sounds, or what appeared to be the sounds of machines making noise, just as you would hear almost at a factory. Now, if this man, Sadu, were the only witness to the extraordinary experience, it would have been impossible, truthfully, to take his testimony at face value. But when research was done... It was discovered that the quote-unquote flying city was witnessed by almost the entire village, hundreds of people. In fact, the very chief imam of the Seoul Village Mosque also claimed to have seen the very city.
children, adults, all saw it and corroborated the story. In China and Africa are not the only places that these heavenly anomalies are beginning to take place. There was a strange cloud sitting in Costa Rica. And there was also the spotting of a fire rainbow in South Carolina, one of the strangest heavenly anomalies that there is. There was a cloud in Moscow called the Moscow Cloud that sparked a huge amount of consternation. It hovered over the city for quite some time in October of 2009, bringing traffic to an almost standstill and causing many people to try to weigh in and describe exactly what they were seeing. Of course, they didn't make the news. We're too concerned with the Kardashians. We're too concerned with what Trump has got to say. We're concerned, sometimes rightfully so, most of the times not, with things that are silly, material, now, and immediate, and those things which may be paranormal or supernatural, we, we tend to push them into the corners of our mind. But they are happening. And they are beginning to happen more frequently. The opinion of meteorologists to explain this never-before-seen kind of cloud in Moscow is that it was formed by sunlight bouncing off of it, or planes flying through it. What about Norway? A strange jellyfish-shaped object hanging in the sky over Norway may have been caused by light from the aurora being bounced off a space satellite, experts say. Now, try to make that one work in your mind. If that were to be proven true, it would be the first known case of a satellite reflecting the northern lights. Hmm. Regardless of what you think about these particular sightings, we do know that if we believe the Bible, we do know that there is much that goes on in the air, far more than we realize. I mean, the fact of the matter is, we are told that Satan is the prince of the powers of the air. That's not hyperbole. That's not religious jargon. It's certainly not vain and empty words used to fill up the space in the Bible. It is a description. It is an accurate description. It is an intentional description of the realm of the power and operation of satanic forces. There is something particular about the domain for the time being that has and does play a part in the realm of the powers of darkness. We know that other scientists in the past, in the past who have been on the cutting edge have salt for what takes place in the sky for powers in the sky, untapped into, unharnessed. Nikolai Tesla was probably one of the most famous and well-known off-the-grid sort of scientists who was profoundly interested in what was going on in the air, in the electricity, in the electromagnetic field. He believed that there was something out there, something profound. And not only did he believe it, but our government believed it to the point where an FBI special agent P.E. Foxworth was actually uh, put in charge of trying to gather all of the prudent, uh, all of the uh, pertinent material. I'm looking at a letter here in a really well-written book called uh, The Tesla Papers, where the FBI agent writes, I am especially interested in the research work in which Tesla was engaged in in his latter years. There are various unpublished works, such as a 10-page typewritten statement presented in 1937 at a meeting of several well-known editors outlining his discoveries and giving a resume of his work in the fields of gravity, 
and cosmic ray research. The government was interested. Tesla was interested. Down through history, mankind has been interested. Something's going on up there in the sky, whether you want to believe it or not. We know that the Bible says that Satan is the prince of the powers of the air. But I think something that is, that is often overlooked is how often in Scripture clouds play a significant role in the Bible when it comes to God and to the spiritual dimension. Sometimes, in fact very often, we tend to read right past the reference, mostly because we are geared and trained not to actually believe what we're reading. I don't want to jaunt off onto a rabbit trail here, but with the last 50 to 40, I'm sorry, 50 to 60, maybe even more, 70 to 80 years, we have been trained that what the Bible says, it doesn't really mean that we elaborate on what it means by whatever tools we want. But very often we read right past the references. But the truth of the matter is, I believe that as we come closer to the coming of the Lord, you are going to see more and more atmospherical events taking place. And when the Lord returns, the atmosphere is going to be alive and crackling with, with activity. And I think it behooves us to reread scripture at a slower rate and to make note of these events and the occurrences of clouds in connection with God, clouds in connection with angels, clouds that seem to be in connection throughout the Bible. I could spend a long time reading references, but I'll just give you a couple references for your own and listen to the words. What about Deuteronomy 4.11? And ye came near and stood under the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire unto the midst of heaven with darkness, clouds, and thick darkness. That was the appearing of God. And how did he appear? What did he appear with? Clouds. Judges 5.4, a prophecy of when Christ will come and be involved in the battle of Armageddon in the valley of Megiddo and coming out of Sair. Judges 5.4 says, Lord, when thou wentest out of Sair, when thou marchest out of the field of Edom, the earth trembled, the heavens dropped, the clouds also dropped water. What about Job 22.14? Thick clouds are a covering to him that he seeth not, and he walketh in the circuit of heaven. What about Job 36.29? Also, can any understand the spreadings of the clouds or the noise of his tabernacle? What about Psalms 18.11? He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. That's not hyperbole. And that's not symbolic language. What about Psalm 68, 34? Ascribe ye strength unto God. His excellency is over Israel, and his strength is in the clouds. What about Psalm 97, 2? Clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. What about Psalm 104, 3? Who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters, who maketh the clouds his chariot, who walketh upon the wings of the wind. What about Jeremiah 4.13? Behold, he shall come up as clouds, and his chariot shall be as a whirlwind. Hmm. 
What about Daniel 7.13? I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. What about Nahum 1, verse 3? The Lord is slow to anger and great in power and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. What about Revelation 1, 7? Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. How about Matthew twenty four thirty? And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. How about Joel chapter 2, verse 2? A day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains. What about Zephaniah 1.15? That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Every single verse I just read to you had direct or indirect reference to the revelation and the coming of Jesus Christ. And every single one of them were connecting it with clouds. Not in hyperbole, not in symbolic language. It's too redundant. It's too repeated for it to be something beautiful, poetic, symbolic language. He's telling you, as in the days of Noah, so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man. Something's going on up in those clouds. And when you think about that, it really makes other verses start to come to mind. Think about Hebrews chapter number 12. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Acts 1.11, Jesus was received up into a cloud. 1 Thessalonians 4, the Lord, shall himself shall, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven to the clouds. There's more up there than you realize. More up there than we know. More up there going on than we could possibly fathom. In his book, Wonders in the Sky, Jacques Vallée draws this conclusion about events that have taken place in the sky down through the centuries. He draws three specific and pertinent conclusions. Number one, he says, throughout history, unknown phenomena variously described as prodigies or celestial wonders have made a major impact on the senses and the imagination of the individuals who witnessed them. Number two, every epic has interpreted the phenomena in its own terms often in a specific religious or political context. People have projected their worldview, their fears, fantasies, and hopes into what they saw in the sky, and they still do today. Number three, although many details of these events have been forgotten or pushed under the colorful rug of history, their impact 
has shaped human civilization in important ways. The question is, are these heavenly events through shaping human civilization in important ways? I was sitting in my office talking about this with a friend the other day. In fact, a friend that had brought it to my attention. And I said something that I've been saying for a while, truthfully. Ultimately, where there is smoke, there's fire. I believe that the fire was kindled 2,000 years ago. And little by little, the flame has been stoked. And now I believe we are beginning to feel the warmth and the reality of the coming storm that will forever, globally, universally change the way in which you and I see reality, the way in which you and I live. This thing that took place in China, it might be a mirage. It might simply be a play of the mind and light on the eye. Certainly could be that. It could be a hoax, and we might find out tomorrow that it was a carefully crafted hoax. Okay, but this I know. There is something up there. Something profoundly powerful and spiritual up there. And as Christians, I think you and I must start acting like what we say is true, is true. Next time you're watching those clouds, next time you're driving down the road and you look at the cloud and you go, man, that cloud looks like something. You might want to look again. You might want to look a third time. You never know what's behind that cloud. Thank you.